Hello and welcome to An Alternative Approach, a podcast for misfits, outcasts, and those who march to the beat of their own drum. I'm your host, Julia Christine. This week, we're going to be talking about abstract thinking, what it is, why it's important, and what we can do about it. Abstract thinking is when your thoughts and the information that come in don't have a perceived order. And I say perceived because for a lot of people, myself included, I have an order. There is a logic, but it's all by associations. It's not by sequence. And that is an important little tidbit of information to know. Association, not sequence. Why is this important? When I receive information, when I receive the stimuli and the information, especially if you give me like directions, this step, that step, and then this step, I don't remember them in order because there's no anchor, there's no sequence. It seems illogical. It's like all of the information has been placed into a bag and jumbled. And then when I reach in to get it, what comes out? is not in the order that I put in. Again, association, not sequence. We'll have this where they'll be asked to read something aloud, right? And the word is policeman. And when they go to read the word, instead of coming out with policeman, which is what the word is on the paper, it comes out with their association, which is cop. Do you see how this is kind of important? to know, to see, this is hard. It is hard to communicate when it is by association, not sequence, because most of the population is neurotypical. When we're trying to communicate and we're communicating out of order, we're communicating out of sequence, it's like, I can't follow you. For a lot of neurodivergence, we might have that struggle where it's like, oh, I, I'm, I'm not following. And we feel like we have to slow down because all of our thinking is by association. Or we can feel like our thinking is really unorganized when it is organized. is just, again, by association. Now, what can we do about this? Here are some of the tools and the techniques that I've picked up along the way for how I can manage this and how I can communicate in a way that others can follow and understand no matter if they are neurodivergent or neurotypical. Because the other thing that happens is your logic and associations might be different than mine. So even though we're both neurodivergent, because our associations are different, we end up in totally different destinations. Three things that I want to share with you that have made the biggest difference for me in my ability to communicate. The first is find an anchor. This is what I tell my kids to do when they're doing any kind of math work. Find an anchor. You have to find a starting point, an anchor, someplace that you are grounded, and then you can go from there. But if you don't have the anchor, you will be ungrounded and just kind of float through space. And it's really hard to relate anything if you don't have a starting point. The second is share your turning points. 
So our logic by association instead of by sequence, when we get to a destination, typically there are turning points along the way. It's kind of like, I am, I start here, I got there. And for a lot of people, they're like, wait, how did you get there? So the best way to communicate that is by sharing your turning points. It's like, oh, well, we were talking about trees. I started thinking about the hummingbird nest up there. And then I started thinking about how there was a robin's nest above it and they became territorial. So the hummingbird had to change its nest. So I came out, even though we were talking about trees, I came out with, did you know robins are territorial? Share their turning points. Each of those was a turning point. Tree, hummingbird, robin. Boom. There it is. The third and final technique that I've gotten that helps a ton with my communication is actually something that I picked up in sales training during college, and that was repeat what you've heard. So people will tell me, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to do that. But it's all auditory. It's not tangible for me, and I can get lost. So for me, it will be like, okay, let me repeat that back to you to make sure that I understand what we're doing. And people are more than happy to oblige because they feel like they're being heard and understood. And that's exactly what we're trying to do. So then I will take the information, I'll summarize it into what I heard, and I'll repeat it back. But if I've missed anything, that gives them an opportunity to say, no, 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 we're actually doing this next. And I'm like, oh, okay, great. And I take notes as I go so that I don't lose anything in between. It helps a ton with my ability to assign sequence. The last thing I'll share with you is the finding an anchor can also help when our kids are reading because it's like, I need you to find an anchor on the page. And reading what's there is a struggle. Like my oldest would just like try to fly through and getting her to slow down was hard. So I'm like, find an anchor, find an anchor. And then that way she gets to choose that which comes naturally to her. She will find an anchor that comes natural and the process works. Again and again, as long as she has her anchor, then it helps to give her the grounding from which she can jump off of. Thank you so much for listening to An Alternative Approach. If you found this helpful, will you please share it with somebody else that maybe needs to hear it? And if you want to hear more content like this, be sure to subscribe. This is Julia Christine. Until next time.